welcome to Tech Talks in 20. My name is Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlin. And this is part one of a two-part episode featuring Katie Ritz, who is Senior Director of Product Management here at Genesis. And we have so much that we're going to be talking about with Katie. We're going to be covering understanding what your customers' preferred channels are and why that's so important today to be where they are and making it easy for them to connect, but also making it easy for you to connect with them by having the right technology, which more and more is bots. Taking a look into the future. Michael, what else did you see? Talk about the future. You know, I thought about this whole conversation with Katie. It's a whole time travel experience with that customer engagement on the digital side. We go a little bit in the past, talk about what's happening now, and we also dive into what's coming next. And that's the part that I really enjoy hearing from to find out what our product managements are dialed into for what's next for the product and just for customer engagement overall, because they are trying to keep up with where our customers are going. And that changes and evolves constantly. And the bot piece, yeah, watch out for those bots. And with that said, kind of relating it to this whole time travel experience of past, present, and future, just know that again, this is a two-parter. So you're gonna have to wait a little bit into the future to get the second part of our conversation with Katie. So let's dive in with Katie Ritz. I am super excited that we have Katie Ritz joining us today, Michael. Katie, welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. So my name is Katie Ritz, and I am the Senior Director of Product Management for Genesis Cloud, focusing on our digital offerings within Genesis Cloud. So I've I've been here about nine years now. It doesn't feel like it's been that long, but I've been here about nine years. I've been able to see almost from the very beginning of Genesis Cloud. So I've been able to see the product evolve from when it was just a freemium collaborate product all the way to uh, to where it is now, full-blown, you know, kind of uh, contact center, AI, uh, digital, you know, everything. So it's been a really awesome journey so far. Amazing. Love it. And if it goes that fast, it just means that it's been great. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you're, you must be enjoying it. What's been, let me ask real quick before we dive into this, of all the evolution you've seen in that time, what's been the most interesting for you or the most impressive in that evolution? Most impressive. So I'm I'm definitely a little biased towards digital, of course. That is the area that I'm super passionate about. I think the thing that I really love about digital is that it's always changing. And digital, I'll say digital and AI together, those two things are so powerful. And the number of you know channels that are coming out that are available in the market, the different features and capabilities that those channels have, the ways that they can be consumed by businesses and or end consumers is really just super fun. It's always changing. There's always something new that we're seeing, you know, with the with the social channels, rich media, bots. It's just really fascinating and interesting to try to keep up with everything that's happening and how we want to bring it into the product. It's just a really fun job. I always relate it to, you know, the the evolution of the handheld device. You know, everything has really been triggered, especially around digital and just there's so many different electronics that that alone have displaced, you know, everything from the video camera to just the idea that that cell phone has done so much to enrich our lives. But for your job, you've had to see a tremendous amount of change. And with that said, let me ask you this, what's your preferred method of communication? 
whether that be with family members, friends, or when you have to reach out to a brand? Yeah, good question. I really think it depends. And that's why I think it's so great that there are so many options to communicate. For me personally, my preferred method of communication is text messaging, mainly because it's quick, it's fast. Everybody has a phone. They get your messages immediately. So you know, you know, that they're going to see them probably pretty quickly. So that's just in my own personal life, my preferred method for communication. But I would say, you know, if it's something that needs to have more emotion behind it, whether that be, you know, just talking with my parents, for example, I prefer a phone call. And I would say emotion or complexity. If I have to describe something or, you know, if you think about an issue you're having with a device, you know, try to put in text what's wrong with the device is much more complicated to get what you want to say across. So I find that a voice call is a better method of communication if it's kind of a complex or more emotional type of topic that I want to communicate. Yeah, I found that is really consistent with the Connected Customer Experience report that we launched and recently and talked about in our first episode. So that's pretty interesting. And, you know, to your point, I recently had a flight snafu. I was flying somewhere on JetBlue. I went to the website. It looked like one flight was canceled, but one half of the flight was canceled and one half wasn't. So I I called and it was something like a 170 hour wait. And they didn't do a, like a callback or a cure. It was, it was something crazy. It was like insane. So I thought I'm going to try and text. Like I had tried it with them once before. It didn't go through. It was just my connection. And even though it was something I really wanted to talk about because I was concerned that half of my flight was was canceled, I did it via text. It worked out. The person got back to me in, in a really reasonable amount of time. She resolved my issue. Super friendly interaction. I was just like, I'm going to do this more. I also am with you 100%, Katie. I want, if there's something I'm concerned about, I want to have that conversation. But texting texting in that in that case worked out really well. I was I was so pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it's funny how we think of a, a text message as a as an asynchronous type channel, right? We know there's going to be a pause before we get a response, but our expectations is actually that it's a synchronous channel, right? It's more like a web chat in a way. We're expecting responses right away, whether that's again from a company, from a brand, or from you know your family. You know there could be a pause, but you're expecting that it's going to be pretty pretty quick. And I think traditionally that that is you know we have those expectations because it is a pretty pretty quick channel. Speaking of channels, sometimes all these things you're you're talking about, they and you mentioned how they they follow along with that connected customer experience report. But I, I think for me it goes a little different. I'm, I prefer voice because it's faster. But when you're in that position, what you just said, Ginger, it's not faster. So you want to deflect those opportunities. How do you deliver that same experience with a digital channel? Because we understand that if you're angry, if you're upset, you want to express that. And you want to be able to use your voice to relay that. Now, is that really what we're trying to deflect that with a bot or with another technology? Is that really what your goal is to try to find ways to make that empathetic experience happen digitally? Yeah, it's definitely harder. I think in some cases, maybe digital is good if you are really upset, right? You want to, you want to keep that really strong emotion. If you're trying to, you know, resolve a problem, you may not want to show that really strong emotion, which a digital channel can obviously help you mask some of that. But I do think that it is important to to have some of that come across too. And 
as we all know, you know, we've gotten an email or a text that we've totally misinterpreted because there's no emotion <laughs> in text, but there's things you can do, right? Emojis. And, you know, that's very, very popular and gifts and stickers and, you know, all the really neat things that you can send across to try to bring emotion to those types of digital channels. Obviously there's, you know, kind of standard bold and italics and colors that can be used as well. But those, I think a lot of times, I think if people are using like an SMS channel, they're looking to do it quickly. Right. So I think a lot of times, unless they're trying to really convey that emotion, they'll leave it out just because they're really trying to just get to the bottom of the issue or the conversation or what they're trying to communicate uh, very quickly. Going back to the survey, I just thought I'd share a couple of results because we talked some about some personal preferences and, and also some customer service preferences. And in the report, interestingly, 46% of respondents prefer to talk than to text, and 44% say that video conferencing makes them feel more connected than text or audio alone. 37% use video calling apps on their phone. So that's in life in general. When you take it to customer service, 72% rank a phone call as their preferred interaction channel with an agent. And that's followed by live web chat, 43% and email, 39%, which is interesting to me because so many people also rank speed of resolution as really high. And email is definitely not a speedy channel. It may be an effective channel and you can write a long message, but I'm going to give you a preview. State of customer experience 2021 is coming out soon. And that those numbers are pretty consistent with what we've found in the state of CX. More to come on that. But going back to digital, voice bot and chat bots are, are also popular. And video is increasing in popularity. So it's still small, you know, from 4% to 8% like that as a channel. But it's, you know, that's like 100% growth, right? So it's it's interesting to see that growth. And Katie, do you see... Any challenges in terms of on the agent side, keeping up with all the training needed when these new channels come up and the skills that people need? Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's difficult. I do think each channel, you know, has its nuances that are important for agents to understand. One of the things we try to do is we put a lot of emphasis in our agent desktop and trying to make sure that it's a really consistent and I think intuitive, that's a key word, intuitive experience. So even though you know you may have a new channel that's coming in, it behaves the same way as you know other channels that you're familiar with. So the way an image displays or an audio file plays, the way an emoji comes in, those things are all consistent across the channel. They appear in the same place and location. And how you interact with that channel, same thing, right? If you're going to attach a file, it should be in the same place every time, even regardless of the channel. So that's something that we we try to put a lot of emphasis behind so that that training does become easier and a and a lighter lift because it should be pretty intuitive to work across those channels. With that said, you know, we're trying to make it easier for agents by making it a consistent experience for them when interacting on digital channels. But let me ask you this, if we see this trend where 72% of customers like to be on the on the phone, but we see a trend where they're going more towards these digital channels. Where do you see it jumping for the customer side? And maybe you don't know exactly what that might be, but we'll, we'll ask you just in case you do. But how do we see an evolution of that? Because we know that the value for a contact center is to push more towards those digital channels. There's a lot of reasons behind that. But where do you see that customer starting to make that 
preference. Yeah, I think the key thing is making it easy, right? Reaching your customers where they want to be. So you can't implement, you know, WhatsApp if your customers aren't on WhatsApp. It's, that's not going to be easy for your customers. So I think that's the key is making yourself available as a brand in the areas that your customer base is looking for you. That a lot of times we see that being, you know, web chat because it's really easy to find a customer's website or brand's website and, and carry on a conversation from there. That can be easier than, you know, trying to find their phone number sometimes, right, to place a voice call or to even send an SMS. Those can be a little bit harder to find sometimes. So it's making yourself as a brand available in the right places and making those conversations easy, not just easy to start, but easy to continue. So, you know, putting a bot in front of it to make sure that they get the right routed to the right queue the first time. You know, you want to send somebody to the marketing team that really needs support. So so adding, you know, that ease of conversation to to make those digital channels efficient and effective for the end customer. So I've noticed recently a huge uptick. And I don't know if it's if it's a trend or if it's just the sites that I've been visiting recently in how many homepages have a bot that pops up and says, hey, if you need anything, I'm here. Is that a trend? Is Are you seeing like a huge uptick among the Genesis customers in offering that? Yeah, I think there's kind of two things behind that. One is, you know, kind of to Michael's point, driving customers to those digital channels. They are, you know, kind of lower cost. Well, they are lower cost for a contact center. So that's one way to kind of drive traffic, you know, again, ease, right? Like, oh, they're there, they're available. I can just click this button and start talking with them. So I think that's one side of it. I think the other side is we have our predictive engagement product. You know, there is a lot happening on websites that are tracking what you're doing, not not to say in a bad way necessarily, but just to see if you're stuck or if you've gotten to a place where maybe it's the right time for sales to engage or started filling out a form and then you abandoned it. Oh, let us help you, right? So being able to identify the right time to engage can help keep a customer, can help with customer satisfaction, can help drive a sale. So I think those are kind of the two things that we're seeing from the website and and the reasons for those pop-ups coming up and offering to chat uh, more frequently. Well, I you know, that advancement is truly differentiator in the fact that you're addressing the current need. And I always use the example, like when you talk about predictive engagement, like if anytime you walk into like the mall and you, I don't know if you remember those, that's when we used to go shopping in public, but we'd go into the mall and you'd walk into a store. Like I, my kids would be in a game store and I'd be next door just kind of browsing. And there's always someone walking up to you. Hey, is there anything I can help you with? Hey, is there anything I can help you with? And you're just like, no, I'm just looking around. But if you're looking at hats and that person comes up and says, Hey, we got 10% off those hats today. That's the difference. You know, it's very directed at what I'm doing at that moment instead of just an overall pop-up that says, hey, can we help you? Or, hey, we see you're looking at this specific area of the website or you've taken this journey and now we're ready to offer you something specific to that journey that you've taken. And that's really the differentiator there. And I think you're right, but how hard is that to implement though? Because when we, you talk about the growth, you, that's one thing you mentioned at the beginning. You said the, the evolution of these channels has happened so fast. Well, you know, everyone on the business side, the marketing side, they want these channels available, but they, but they have to rely on their internal IT to get there. What's that like? What's that transition like for our customers? And, and Katie, we'll, we'll, tell us a little bit about that. Just that idea of how to get there. 
Yeah. I mean, we're making that easier and easier, you know, every day. And, and that's both, I think, a function of, you know, how our product works, how our customers want to engage with that, right? They don't want it to be hard either. I, I know with our predictive engagement and, and we're working on a web messaging channel, those things we're looking to consolidate as long as well as co-browse. So all of those things require a snippet to be deployed on a website. So what we're doing is we're putting that all in one snippet so that you do it once and now everything can be controlled from the administrative UI within Genesis Cloud. So you don't have to go and change the snippet or change code on your website later. You don't have to re-engage IT. You can actually make a color change to your chat button on the website directly from the administrative UI and deploy it almost immediately. So that I think it's we're finding better and easier ways to deploy digital functionality every day. One of the things that you said earlier, Katie, when you were talking about web engagement and how you don't want to send a customer to marketing when they really should be going to service, for example. And Michael was just talking about how, you know, all these different departments are going to IT and asking for help. I'm seeing a lot of these channel, these departments, kind of the, the lines blurring, right? So, you know, with predictive engagement, that's great for customer service, but marketing is also interested in, in that and these kinds of things. What are you seeing in terms of how technologies that are you know, primarily meant for service are really helping marketing and sales and are salespeople and or sales executives and marketing executives kind of trying to get in on the action a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover between, you know, customer service, traditional customer service use cases and you know, kind of marketing and sales use cases. You know, we see that with like outbound outreach campaigns. You know, you think about, you know, the target emails you get with your weekly flyer in it. So contact centers and customer service, they have very similar use cases where they want to send regular emails or regular SMS, you know, interactions to their customers. And so we see a lot of blending across those types of departments. And, you know, we see a lot of brands that will use contact center software solutions for non-traditional customer service use cases. And it's because there is that overlap. And I think especially in digital channels, just because digital is used a lot more in those marketing and sales type use cases. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, a great customer experience, a great customer service experience often is is great marketing, right? And, and great marketing is often a great service experience. So there's so much, there's so much overlap. And especially like you said, in digital channels where someone comes to the website and you want to know what they're doing because you may want to proactively offer them service, but you may want to proactively offer them some kind of marketing or sales experience. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a cycle, right? You market and then you hopefully sell and then you support the thing you sell. And a lot of times your support team is part of your marketing and sales team, right? They want to upgrade you to the next best thing, or they want to sell you the latest model of the thing that you're calling about with support. So yeah, I mean, it's a big cycle and they're all connected. What a great conversation. Yeah. And it's not over yet. That's the best part. There's still more. I know, right? This was part one of a two-part episode featuring Katie Ritz. And so here's what I took away from part one. You really need to be where your customers are looking for you, which means understanding their preferred method of communication and then also understanding their expected response times. Make it easy for them to connect with you. And more and more, that's evolving. And, you know, watch out for the bots. 
The bots are coming, the bots are coming. Yeah, it's that whole, the future of uh, engagement, right? And how we deploy that across so many different channels. And that's really what I take away is all that. It must be a daunting task to look at all the different platforms that are out there and say, this is what we're gonna focus on. And it's so great to get into her experience and how she manages that and her team manages that and how a company can, you know, Genesis specifically can go down the right path and is it the right path? Because customers are all over the place with what platforms they prefer. And there's so many platforms that we didn't have time to cover them all in the 20 minutes time frame. So we have to extend it to a second episode to really get through all of it because there's so much. So with that said, please, please, please join us for part two with uh, Katie. And as we close out this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and we'll leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues and friends. Again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.